Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Achtung, achtung, Christmas is a coming, dear listeners. And to quote Richard Chaplow, 26 appearances, nine sons, one goal. As he once said, you cannot beat a good board game. And we've got a good board game for you here. Achtung has teamed up with a tremendous football trivial pursuit style game called Pundit. You can follow Pundit at Pundit Games on Twitter. And it's a really nice little game, actually. It's a board game. It consists of football trivia questions, easy and hard. Some of the hard ones are very, very hard. And you move along a football pitch to score goals against your opponent. It will suit the football head in your life, dear listeners. Great way to pass a Christmas afternoon. You can get a 10% discount if you visit punditgames.co.uk at P-U-N-D-I-T g-a-m-e-s punditgames.co.uk get a 10% discount at checkout with the code LIONS in capital letters LIONS capital letters and every sale will benefit the LIONS food hub Um, what a better way to pass your Christmas than to enjoy a good football trivia game and to know you're doing good at the same time so get on it punditgames.co.uk You're listening to Achtung Norwalk, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no Hello dear listeners, welcome to the Achtung Millwall Coroner's Court. Staring back at me are the members of the jury about to pronounce their opinion on the recently deceased Millwall promotion push. Um, John Rankin, how are you John? I'm very well, thank you, Nick. Hope you're well too. As well as can be expected, mate. Um, all the way over from Antarctica, also known as Beckenham, <laughs> is Graham Payne. How are you, Graham? Oh, good, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, final member of the jury, Matt Richards. How are you, Matt? Yeah, good, Nick. Yeah, good to speak to you. Oh dear, we were just saying off air listeners, I'm under no kind of legal obligation to do these shows and there are some occasions where I really think, why do I bother? Because this is going to be one such occasion, Um, but we have to deliver. We've made a commitment to you listeners out there that we will do something after each game, so here we all are in the aftermath of that long northern trek, uh, Sunderland free, Millwall. It was literally just finished as as we joined the, uh, the, the call. Um, chaps, it's the 884 fans that made that long, cold journey up there today to witness what was in truth, overall, 
for me, a fairly poor, especially poor second half. I mean, John, how did you see it, mate? Bright start, poor second half, Ed, would that be fair? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't quite know what happened in the second half. My only uh, comment I've got to make is that I did notice that um, Billy Mitchell and George Saville picked up two very early yellow cards for yeah. two, you know, not yellow card um, offences in my book. And I think that led us, you know, they were playing, they started to play very conservatively after that. And I think Honeyman was on a yellow as well. But we had two key midfield engines, um, you know, not firing as aggressively as they could do. And maybe that was an explanation for us sort of sitting back and resting on our laurels a bit. A bit. Um, but, you know, to go up there and say, oh, this was a free hit, which our media team, the official media team, <laughs> suggested to Gary Rowett on Friday. I was amazed that that, Interview. Naive, very naive. I thought <laughs> naive question and naive, naive to even answer it, not to oh, delete yeah. it. I mean, I watched it aghast. And is it yeah. Matt, the guy on our, um, you know, on our media team said, "Oh, so this is very much a free hit then, a game in hand." And Rowett went, "Oh yeah, very much a free hit." We've got enough of it. We've lost. Yeah, we've lost. And I could see it in the players. I mean, Zian Fleming with that miss, he turned around and was laughing and joking. You know, it seemed to me that they were on a bit of a holiday. You know, it's a strange place to go on holiday, Sunderland, but they were <laughs> on holiday. And I'll tell you what, they'll have a rocket up their ass if I was manager for letting those 884 fans down. Outrageous. Absolutely. I mean, Graham, in, 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 I'm just looking at the, uh, again, I always make the same crack. We've got about 200 years of, of Mill experience staring back at me on this screen. But in my experience, going to Sunderland is never a free hit. It's always a tough, hard, long away day. And, you know, we had our chances in that first half, but we were quite... Defensive slackness let us down the second there. Yeah, I mean, it's all about, you know, taking your chances. We had the chances. Obviously, the big one was Zian Fleming right on half-time. You're going 1-0 up. It's a different game, I think. But second half, defensively, we were very poor. And, you know, I know I'll say it now, Bart has got to come back into the team. It's the end of it for me. I mean, you know, you can't have a goalkeeper in the team just because he can kick the ball down the field. Bart is a better goalkeeper than George Long, and it's time for him to return. And that's that's my state of affairs. The second goal, he should have saved that. I'm sorry. He should have saved that. It did, yeah, it did look like an error. I mean, Matt, do you do you, do you subscribe to that? I mean, I, I, I do. I'll be up front. I, I didn't really like Bart being dropped in the first place for his shot-stopping abilities. The distribution side, I suppose Rowett would point to the results table since, but um, it was very frustrating to watch that, Matt, this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a difficult one. I mean, I think that's probably tipped it. I think... Um... Yeah, I mean, his distribution and because performances have picked up since long, long went in, you know, you're kind of giving him the benefit of doubt. I don't know. You still, I still think, you know, he should have saved it. Was he unsighted? Don't know. I, I think Bart would have saved it. So I, I totally agree with you, Graham and, and Nick. Um, I think it's frustrating. I think, I think also though, just to kind of have a tinge of optimism, you know, I thought, like, you know, I know it's 15 minutes since the game finished and three nil. You know, that wasn't a 3 0. I don't think that's a 3 0, by the way. I mean, no, the, it, was, the it, was a, it was a 2 0. It was a 2 0. It was a 2 0. It was a 2 0, but it wasn't a 3. Um, 
Creswell, yeah, I mean, the, like like the boys have just said there, really, just to repeat, it's frustrating because two kind of slack defensive, um, you know, Creswell on on the right and Murray Wallace, you know, cutting too too easy on 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 our left as well for the second goal. Um, that's a frustration because I, I thought actually we were bright. You know, I thought we started the game so well. Twenty minutes, we were, we were yeah. totally on top. And when you think Great. back to you know twelve games ago, we weren't doing that away at all. We, you know, and and, um, and some chances in there, Matt, as well. Loads, I'm just looking at yeah. You know, there's a kind of a, a Cooper uh, wasn't quite a scissor kick, but it was a, it was a shot on goal uh, aerial volley. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we, we had moments. Bradshaw header off the line. I mean, yeah, that's over right. the goalkeeper. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll come back to the same old um, same old thing, really, of um, not taking our chances and um, only having Bradshaw up front. You know, that's that's the frustration I think. But overall, I, th- I think if 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 you ask me in two or three days' time, I might be thinking, well, you know what? Overall, it wasn't about that bad a performance. It's just that when you come off, it's a sickener. When we were on top and we lose 3-0, it's a sickener. 3 nil does seem harsh. I wonder, John, I wonder whether Max meant it was not, not a free hit, but a 3 nil hit. Maybe he meant that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, knew we were, I knew we were going to lose this. You knew? Why didn't you tell me? I did tell you. I <laughs> Why don't you tell Max? <laughs> tell Max and tell the 880 odd that went up there. People you know, flying up there, I saw, and all sorts of trains, planes, and automobiles literally to get up to Sunderland. Because yeah. there was a buzz, and that buzz has certainly been punctured after um, that second half. I mean, I think we've got to be careful of not over overdoing it, chaps, because as as we've just touched on, there were chances in the first. We did look bright, John, in the in the opening section. And if any one of those chances had gone in which maybe on a different day they do, it would have looked a different game. But certainly the second half was very, very slack. And maybe it was that mindset you've described there of, of seeing it as some kind of, um, I don't know, free free hit is probably the only word I've got in my mind now. But very, very slack attitude to take in the second half. And uh, Jim, who's on our WhatsApp group, made a good point that uh, there's no leadership in the team. Do we agree with that collectively, boys? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when we go no a goal, goal down. Especially when we go a goal down. There's no, there's no. Lead, it really stands out then the lack of leadership. Mm. Um, I know, wonder whether we'll address that. I mean, I, I suppose there's areas all across the pitch, Graham, that we could address. I yeah. mean, that lack of lack of goal scoring uh, edge. You know, again, this is probably a classic game where we've we've had some good ch- uh, chances. But we do lack that kind of um, definitive goal scorer type up front. Bradshaw gives you loads of energy, but today he didn't look dangerous at all, did he? No, I, I agree, Nick. You know, it was. I think for me, it's purely about mindset. I think we've got some good players, um, and I think we bottled it. You know, I really do. Um, I don't know what was said at half time, but I agree with your point there, Nick. I mean, first half, I was thinking we're playing like the home team here. We really, mm. you know, uh, we, we controlled the game. We were challenging well. And then we got those two yellow cards and the game just, you know, I said to my son who I was watching the game with, I said, we've had so much possession and so much domination. It worries me that we haven't turned it into goals. And I thought that Sunderland would get come back in the game and I thought they would nick it. I really did because of the way we sat back in the second half. Um, 
I saw ZM Fleming, you know, urging the, the midfield to come out a little bit and come up and support him. And the problem is, I've noticed with Millwall, is when we do press, I don't think we press as a team. We press no. as a as a row. So what happens is the front three, or however Brow it's setting them up, I lose track of how he sets it up, but the front players tend to start pressing up. The midfield and the defence don't press up as well. And so that leaves gaps. And then teams come in and then we're on the back foot. And um, I was listening to the Sunderland stream, actually, and the, the Sunderland commentators were coming. We can't believe this. You know, um, <laughs> they've given it away. Neither could I. I was watching Sky TV. I couldn't. Mind you, one, one part of Sky TV that I couldn't believe was the co-commentator. I think it was Lee Hendry mm. who renamed. Uh, we, had, we had John Cooper. We had George Cooper. Um, <laughs> the only name we didn't have for our central defender was Jake. Um, I thought if he's going to go for Tommy. So every, every random <laughs> Christian name beginning with J, then we could be here for a while before we reach, reach Jake. Um, I mean, the the, the the sky commentary, not that it makes any difference, was was kind of like loaded towards Sunderland, and I suppose mm. the second half justified it. Um, Mill will be Mill. We've with that three 0 defeat has moved us out of the top six now, um, Matt. I mean, we're now we're now seventh because <laughs> goal difference. Yeah. Queen, Queens Park Rangers and have now moved into our sixth spot. Um, above us now in seventh, despite no one else playing, which is a very Millwall, Millwall moment. Um, yeah. Struck me, I mean, as, as, as John's point there about pressing and we're watching the World Cup, we've seen some really good um, high-energy performances. The Japanese would be one that springs immediately to mind. You do need, you do need that to be a team-based Quite athletic, quite intelligent approach as well. We we do seem to lack a little bit of what the the, the cliche is calls football intelligence at times. I don't know. Maybe that's the leadership part. I don't know. But we just don't seem to be quite clever enough. We've got individuals, but not a collective in that way. Well, I you think, know. Yeah, I, I think I think it's fair. I mean, I'm thinking about the first goal. I mean, Pritchard was just I'm trying to think of exactly what happened. You know, because I only saw it a few times. But you had Danny Mack on the right and Creswell. Creswell's miscontrolled it. Maybe they were kind of trying to push up. Um, it was a left-sided cross. With yeah, then, then it's Pritchard, Pritchard. Yeah, he's 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 finished at the far post. Yeah, and bundled in almost, wasn't it, at the far yeah, post? Yeah, and you know, um, I don't want to keep I don't want to keep picking on Creswell because um, the last goal obviously it bounced over his head as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think Hutch needs to come back in in a in a four next game. Um, to maybe give us a bit more solidity at the back there. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, first first half I thought we did pass the ball around well, and we we tried to, try to and we kept it relatively okay as well. Second half, I think I think we 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 did push forward a bit, but it just there was no kind of real cutting edge, and even the balls into the box, we did get a few in there, but I never thought there was any anybody's going to. At any point, did I think anybody was going to get on the end of any of those crosses at all? It just we did, we did have one was... Cresswell. It was headed off the line, Cress... wasn't it? At one 0 well, that was uh, Fleming. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Fleming. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, Fleming. Fleming. after one yeah. nil. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And yeah. then it was uh, Cresswell. Um, and then Cress... uh, Cresswell was... had a shot. Didn't he just long... after, didn't he? Cresswell just had a shot as well. That was just uh, yeah, just a, a one nil. Um, and then we have, we're pushed towards the end, but. Yeah, we drifted after once we went two 0 down, which was the um, that was the uh, we seemed to give out ages of time for the the Sunderland forward to get his shot in. He on, did have on loads target. of time, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it went through point. George Long. If I'm, I'm, I'm 
just trying to recall that he seemed to go through Jules Long there, Graham. And, and yeah, this is where we said, where we said, Bart, it's the kind of save that Bart would have made. But I mean, probably unfair. It was close to him, to wasn't it? It was close to him. So he, I think he should have saved it. Yeah. I think though, also, you've got to think that, um, and this is not a, you know, not, it's not an excuse. But when you got, when you look at on the right hand side there, that Diallo, who, mm. you know, on Sky, they were saying he's worth 37 million. I'm not too sure about that, but I mean, he's, he's a good player, <laughs> different class. And then you've got, you know, you've got Phil Clark on the left hand side, who, who like Tottenham bought a few years back for nigh on 10 million. You know, that, that kind of looks, and, we're, and we've been saying we're, we're crying out for natural wingers, um, yeah. left sided, right side. But that does show you, you know, what we're kind of lacking. That's not the answer to today, I know, but that's that just shows you, you know, what we could do with... In the, um, in the prelims to the game, uh, Sky didn't do much of a... There was no studio set or anything. I was just like straight into the action, which I didn't mind, actually, because it's, you cut straight to the chase. But anyway, one of the points they made was the, the, the scale of Sunderland, which is one of the biggest clubs, you know, um, in the country, historically. And they said they had 30,000... Uh, season ticket holders, and you know, you looked at the stadium today, John. I mean, that was a there were whole decks, upper decks that closed off today because they, they obviously wasn't going to going to fill it up. But I suppose when you think about the size of the resources available to a club like Sunderland, financial resources, despite their recent uh, troubled years, and then compare it, you know, with the kind of players that we're we're looking for. I mean, we, we've we've got to do very very well in the transfer market to compete. Same as it ever was, I know. Um, but we're not going to be in a position to sign those kinds of players, are we? No, no, we're not. And, um, you know, this is, it's, it's fantastic that we've done what we did with Zion Fleming, you know. Mm. Um, I remember in the January window last season, they, I watched some YouTube um, shots of him playing for, uh, for is it Fortuna Sitar? Fortuna Sitar, yeah. On the group, of course, if we can get this boy, you know, he's, he, he'll do for us. And we got him, so... Um, again, I, I think we have got the players. We do need a striker and we maybe do need a winger. Um, but we certainly have got to sort out defensively what's going on because um, I hear what the guys are saying about George Long. I think we've equally got problems in front of, of George Long. And, I, I, you know, poor old Murray Wallace, he had an absolute mare today. Yeah, yeah uh, it's a poor game bummer. I, I love him to bits, John, but I, don't, do, I think no, sometimes his quality gets exposed a little bit, doesn't it? I, I know, you know, and, and he's an honest guy. Where You know, he, he's Millwall through and through. He tries his, but he, he's just not up to the mark. Um, and I've noticed, you know, teams exploit him. And he was, let, you know, Danny Mack, I thought, had a, had a better game. I think Cresswell needs someone to mentor him and to shepherd him around. And this is where I think that Sean Hutchinson is so sorely missed. You could argue that we might have, you know, it might still have been nil-nil with Hutch on the park going into the last 10 minutes. Uh, but they mm. were two defensive errors which which led to those goals, you know. And, and you can't get away from that. I mean, you've segued into the World Cup quite nicely. And I was mm. going to say, the two best teams I've seen so far are France and Brazil. You look how they play at the back. You look how tight they are, and and, and you know and, and the lack of space they give to attacking teams, and also their hardness as well. Brazil, yeah. France can really put some stick around, and they do it you know professionally, like Alex Pierce used to at Millwall without the referee noticing. 
And I just think we've still got problems at the back. Um, and we're never going to... If we have if we have results like that, where we just leak, you know, we, we just leak a 3-0 defeat, regardless of where it is, um, and I hear what you say about Sunderland, we're not going to challenge because it's it's like that. Remember that bucket bucket of water analogy? <laughs> You've got to plug the hole in the bottom so we can to fill it up with all these lovely <laughs> superstars up front. But if we're letting in two or three goals, that's the end of the story, you know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't entirely puncture the, the, the dreams of promotion. I think that... Um, you know, they, they made the point on TV. We've made the point many, many times that home form is where we will we will have to score at home, Graham, won't we? Because that, yeah. for some reason, you know, we did well at Preston. And I can't remember where the other away win this season was. Bristol, 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 Bristol. Yeah. Bristol. Yeah. Um, but they're rare occurrences. And, we, we, you know, we've got Wigan next Saturday when the, the league fully comes back to life again. Hence... Uh, Max and Gary Rowett's decision to call today a free hit because uh, no one else is playing. But um, we've we've got to make we've got we've got some big games in December. We've got to make we've got to make next week count and get back on the get back in the saddle um, because as, as as well as we've played recently, Graham. I mean, we we could easily, as we saw today, it can drift away from you quite easily, can't it? Yeah, I mean, we've definitely we've definitely got to get a win next Saturday because I think uh, the next two, I think, are Luton and. Watford away, Luton. I think, in the next two. Yeah. Luton on the 18th. That's a Sunday, Sunday morning kill, isn't it? That's that's a 12 yeah. o'clock Luton. And then Watford's um, Boxing Day, I think. That's a away. 12 o'clock one as well, yeah. which is another green. So, really, it does put... The problem with the away record is it puts even more pressure on us at home. We've, we're going into home games where we've got to win because the away record mm. is, is, you know, so poor. But um, I think also, you know, I, I, I agree with what, Matt said, I think first half, we were, you know, you, we're, we're recording this bang after the game. You're upset. We've got Straight after, when it's really difficult yeah. to think of anyone. When you've actually analysed it, first half, there was some good movement. <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, we didn't take our chances. And then, you know, second half, no. we got we, we got well and truly done. But yeah, I, I, mm. I do agree. We've got, to get a, we've got to get a three points next Saturday, definitely. We're trying to record this between the end of Millwall getting spanked 3-0 at the stage of the night. <laughs> And I promised the chaps I'll get it finished before the start of the uh, Netherlands-USA game, which is about five minutes away. So <laughs> I'm going to do my best to. Just to move on to the World Cup, mate. I mean, we've got England, obviously, tomorrow. Is it tomorrow or Monday? Are we playing? Yeah, yeah, no, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow night. Tomorrow yeah. night versus Senegal. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I do worry a little bit because I don't think Senegal are mugs. I think they're a decent, powerful side. And I was watching a clip, I think Gary Lineker was talking about, where, where, if not when we face France, but the expectation is that the quarterfinals will be up against France. I think we're in a little bit of danger tomorrow. Um, regarding it as a done deal. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it is. Um, free hit. A free hit. Another free, free hit. hit. To, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I always think back to... Um, yeah, I mean, back to 1990 when we played Cameroon, you know, another African yeah. side. And, you know, we we kind of thought, oh, here we go. You know, we'll get past these. And we only just scraped through with two penalties, didn't we? We've, you know, through Lineker, you know, yeah. and one of them was very dodgy. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of worried the fact that a lot of people are kind of talking about France first before Senegal. And I know everybody knows, you know, there's no Mane. But it's a World Cup. I mean, we've seen all sorts happen. Nobody can say who's going to win any of the games, you know, it's an, it makes it exciting if you're a neutral 
and you're watching yeah. all of them. It doesn't make it exciting when you're watching England. Last night's <laughs> games were um, genuinely, really genuinely exciting, weren't they? That was the, the, the Ghana versus Uruguay and then South Korea versus Portugal. Um, and then Serbia Switzerland was a genuinely a very entertaining game with a bit of an edge to it. Had a, had a nice, you know, the Serbians were looking to try and mix it a little bit. And I thought that's, this is what the World Cup's all about now because the knockout phase effectively has been starting in these, these final group games. Um, I mean, Graham, do you fancy us tomorrow night? Do you think we, we, we should win it, I suppose? Do you think we will win it? Francis is a bit strong. I, I, I think we will we'll win, but it, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't, put it that way. But I think no. I agree with Matt. You know, thinking ahead already to playing France is, no, no, let's get the job done tomorrow night first. But I don't know. Absolutely. It, you know, you, know you, you look at some of our play and it's been scintillating, but you still think that that, that back four area mm. or whatever he plays, is, it, you know, I think teams could get into us there. And, you know, I really do. I think, you know, that no, they've not really been tested. I mean, America got through a couple of times and should have scored. A, um, but, yeah, I think we're, it's going to be a lot harder game than some people. I'm not saying all people. Some people think it, it's going to be tomorrow. I, th- I think it's going to be a test, John, personally. I think yeah, that, uh, I we'll do, do well think, to get past him. I think if we beat Senegal, I think we'll go on and do quite well in the competition. But I think this is our banana skin and it's a toss of the coin. Matt mm. Richards mentioned there in 1990. I remember that like it was yesterday. You know, as you get older, you do, don't you? You do. This is why our, our listenership are all blokes over 35. They just think of kids. Moaning, basically. I remember, I remember when all this was Fields. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Bobby Rock, Bobby, Bobby Robson went in the changing rooms after they uh, they, they they had the draw and they got Cameroon. And he, evidently, he said, "Okay, lads, don't worry. This is we, we virtually got a buy here, you know." And that's, that ever, <laughs> that's what Lineker said that Robson was, said. Was Max doing the public relations? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't know. What it is, but, you know, it's now if you look at a really successful sporting team like New Zealand, right? They'll go yeah. rugby. They'll go and put a hundred points on, you know, a, a third yeah, against, against no mark size, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, because they play the same game in every match, yeah. and you know, England don't. Millwall certainly didn't today. If Millwall had played the same way that they played against, you know, West Bromwich Albion at home or or um, or Preston, we'd have won. Or I was at the Bristol match away if we'd have played the same there, but they didn't, you know. And I think the same's going to happen tomorrow. I think the only chance we've got for England is play to our strengths, which are our... We've got uh, Kieran Trippier, Carl Walker and uh, Luke Shaw. I'm not too sure about old uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, even though his uncle played for Millwall. But um, he's... uh, I'm not too sure about him defensively. But if we can push them out wide and and just... but. My fear is they're just going to come blitzkrieging down the middle. Uh, big, athletic, strong team, uh, and I think Maguire and Stones will melt. And uh, I can see us. I can see us losing tomorrow. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I agree with Graham. We might nick a win, you know, um, but I think if we get past Senegal, we could go on and do things because psychologically, I don't know. I fancy us against France. I always do. It's the teams like Senegal and you know Croatia and teams like that. We um, it's a free hit against France, isn't it? 
It's the free hit against France, boys. Go out there, go out, go out there and enjoy yourselves, lads. You know, you come along last week. Go out there and enjoy yourselves, you know. And I won't be having a go at you if you don't win. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I think that's probably a good moment. It's three o'clock and I've promised the chaps that I'd, I'd have it done before the game kicks off and the game's about to kick off. Um, I just want to want to close us, if I may. I'm just looking at Twitter as we're speaking. Um, very sad news from Brazil. Pele apparently is in end-of-life care oh. after not responding to um, chemotherapy. Um, oh. By far the best striker in my lifetime. I think these goal-scoring record, the fact he was... Three times World Cup winner, uh, memory serves, and his just his contribution stature in football is such that he stands apart. He's one of those kinds of players, John. I mean, I, I think arguably the greatest player ever. I know we talk yeah, about I, I, the likes of Messi, say, Ronaldo. I, I would say he's the greatest ever, and the reason is is because if you look at Cruyff, I, I put Pele and Cruyff, you know, up there as as guys that changed the game of football. But if you mm. actually look at Pelé, he did everything. He was doing Cruyff turns before Cruyff did them. He was doing, you know, all the all the tricks and all the things, and he was scoring outrageous goals. And also in the one of the World Cups, you know, he got absolutely kicked here. They nearly broke his leg and all that. And he was, six, yeah. He, yeah, he was he was ten years in front of his time. So, uh, you know, I, I think he's one of these figures that. That we owe, um, you know, we owe the modern game to really him and him and Johan Cruyff, are, you know, the, the top two, if you ask me. Yeah, agree, agree. So sad news that's unfolding at the moment as we're recording this. Um, hope, well, it doesn't sound yeah. like there's any hope for him, but there we are. Um, very sad news. Chaps, I want to say thank you. Um, it's been a miserable second half to, to review. You've all done a sterling job. Um, not a Raheem, a Raheem Sterling job, but a Sterling job. Let's hope England do better tomorrow night. And um, we'll be back next week. We've got Wigan at home. Let's hope we get a full den experience and get back in the top six. Thank you to Matt, to Graham and to John and to you two, dear listeners, for tuning into this misery fest. Until the next edition, <laughs> arrivederci, Millwall. And bye for now. Yeah. <laughs> done. Millwall. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.